1: I'll have
0: a blue Christmas you. Welcome, one, welcome, all. I'm Stephen Daniel Arnoff, host and creator of Bob Dylan, about man and God and law. We rejoiced with Elvis and Bob Dylan singing Hava Nagila in our first ever Holiday Specialette, Part One Hanukkah. But that was then. This is now, and it's time for part two. And you know, just like we do, just what this must mean. It must be Santa. Picture the scene. Bob Dylan and a rocking, slap, dasher, T and donnery polka band are on the stage. And then they're in the hall and suddenly at the top of the stairs at a rocking house party, somewhere snowy and cozy and everyone seems to be drunk. Dylan's wearing a thin, dirty blonde wig, a $9.99 special from Ricky's, and there's a Santa Claus cap drooping from the top of his
1: head.
0: Every musical artist in it for the long haul comes up against a few musical mountains to climb in his or her journey to the top. Dylan says that one of his was recording the Sinatra catalog, five albums worth of tunes. And then there's perhaps the highest, good, tidingest mountain of them all, the Christmas Elm. Elvis did one. Bing Crosby and the Jackson 5-2... And Frank Sinatra, of course. They all did Christmas albums, and so did Bob Dylan. 2009's Christmas in the Heart, Must Be Santa, was the
1: single. Santa. Why now, Bob?
0: what Leonard Cohen said to his pal Jennifer Warrens when she told Cohen that Dylan had taken on evangelical Christianity oh, oh,
1: oh. That's your, that's your Nixon. Nixon. Kennedy Johnson Nixon. That's your
0: Well, why now? In 2009, when you recorded it, that is. Why climb the mountain of a Christmas album, Bob? We get that you wanted to climb that musical mountain, but we also heard you tell Rolling Stone in episode one of this show that organized religion hadn't done anything good for the world and that religion is mostly appearances. You'd gone deep, way deep into Christianity decades before and seemingly toned down on traditional tidings even as the spiritual transcendence was never far away. Also from episode one, we know that religion, whether he talks about it or swears at it or praises it, has always been serious business for Bob Dylan. He told critic Nat Hentoff in the 60s that salvation was his essential creative goal, and as far as he was concerned, and wrote in Chronicles 40 years later, that America was crucified, died on the cross, and was reborn in the original sin of slavery, and that it was in fact this theme, the original American sin that was the driver of all the work that he does
1: like at
0: the fence at me. this catchy tune this kitschy tune The freewheeling bar fight with the song's protagonist jumping out the window to his escape while Dylan and a proper Saint Nick just shrug their shoulders to each other. These wacky scenes are on the surface, just a bit of good, clean, weird, and wild fun. One could say there is no reason for the scene or the tune or the album itself other than Dylan wanting to do what Frank or Elvis might have done. A good old-fashioned American Christmas album. But Bob Dylan is not an artist of any one thing. What would Elvis or Frank do also begs the question. What would Jesus do? What would God want us to do? What's it all about? The season. Santa. The celebration itself.
1: can hear a sweet voice gently calling. Must be the mother of our Lord.
0: This Christmas party ends in broken glass. And what? does this broken glass reflect? There's an ancient story of God taking human form, a call for brotherhood, triumph, and triumphalism of the spirit. And also, as is the case on somewhat contemporaneous videos like decayne Whistle and Beyond Here Lies Nothing, there is blood and violence as revelries explode to the very tip of death as passion brews and a rage that cannot be contained blows the story up. We can enjoy Dylan at his silliest in his wig and cap, sneaking amongst the hipster revelers, schmoozing with Santa. But that's not all there is. Nothing is innocent in Scarlet Town or Santa Town.
1: Listen to that Duquesne whistle blowing, blowing like it's gon' kill me,
0: Must be Santa and the Christmas story itself both end with a divine visitor cast out of the window of the world. No amount of eggnog and good cheer will wash that fact away. Must be Santa? What imaginary heroes are we counting on to save us from the violence love and religion sometimes cover when you get right down to the religious urge? Is any triumphant gift really given without a price? Can holidays of existential disruption, like Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, can they ever truly outgrow their bloody roots and embody peace? And who pays the price when they do? It's just a house party with a strange looking Santa. These questions remain hanging in the air and on the tree, even as the polka plays on Come side close, here comes right downside so thanks for joining part two of our very first ever holiday special at hear all of season one of Bob Dylan about man and God in law at mangodlaw.com coming soon our conversation with Richard Thomas author of why Dylan matters and then the final episode of season one Bob Dylan at home We are proud to be part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Check out all of our great podcasts for music lovers at pantheonpodcast.com. Thanks for coming. Happy holidays, and see you soon. Santa, right
1: Santa Claus arrive down Santa Claus lane Santa Claus. Job he doesn't care if you're
0: in charge or he loves you Santa Santa just Santa the same. Santa know that we're got children that makes everything right.
1: We'll- it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.